Hello everybody, welcome back to a new episode, um, I hope everybody's having a good Sabbath, or people that, um, you know, worship, uh, on Sundays, um, you know, I hope you guys are having a great day of assembly, going to church, having, uh, you know, your message spread, for those of you that can't attend church, that's what I'm here for, um, wow, so we're already in September, you know, my sister started school today, um, it's just, time's going by quick, I can't believe summer's almost over, um, it's gonna come my least favorite season, which is winter, <laughs> um, but, anyway, getting back to everything, um, we're gonna focus on the current idols in this world, or new-aged idols, um, you know, idols come in many ways, forms, and figures, you know, a lot of people will, you know, they, they look at the cross as an idol, some people will say that drawing pictures of Jesus is an idol, um, you know, so we're gonna kinda go into it and try to understand what idols are, what they, uh, what their conception is, and, what is an idol in today's world? Because today's world is a lot different than the world of the Bible. The Bible explains so much, but it was a day before cars were around. It was days, you know, where people were riding on horses. and It was just a different world in general. So, it starts off in Exodus uh 20 verse 4 you shall not make yourself a carved image or any uh, a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or is in earth beneath or is in the water under the earth um, Exodus 20 verse 3 was also you um, you shall not have any gods any other gods before me so, in this, um, a big thing with pagan religions is that they always had idolatry in it. Um, <clears throat> they would make statues or totems. Uh, Wicca would, you know, create, like, certain symbols. Um, they had voodoo, which would use certain dolls and stuff. Um, you know, um... They would have different figures that they would pray to. And I'm going to use this in the um, Catholic sense of having, like, when you have statues of, like, the Virgin Mary and you go approach the Virgin Mary and you start praying to her. Um, or you pray to St. Thomas or you go to any one of these... Uh, saints and you start praying to them instead of your God um, that is a form of idolatry when you're praying to the actual statue um, Isaiah 44 9 through 12 this is a long one all who fashion idols are nothing and the things they delight in do not profit their witnesses neither see nor know, that they may be put to shame. Who fashions a god or casts an idol that is profitable for nothing? 
Behold, all his companions shall be put to shame, and the craftsmen are only human. Let them all assemble, and let them stand forth. They shall be terrified. They shall all be put to shame together. The ironsmith takes a cutting tool and works over the coals, fashions it with hammers, and works it with his strong arm. He becomes hungry, and his strength fails. He drinks no water and is faint. In that verse with Isaiah, he's explaining how idols are fashioned. He's explaining that people will go to these idols. And with these idols that they worship and they go to, they're not getting any profit out of these idols. Um, in the Bible, it explains how many wars have happened, how many battles have occurred, and God would be there to guide his people. But God never wanted an idol of him. He never wanted anybody to fashion everything, anything in his form. So, in that manner, because he has never had anything fashioned for him, he would lead people and give them something because of their faith in him, not because of an, a carved image of him. Um... And this is where, like, many people will look at the cross, you know, for Jesus being an idol, you know, or the cross being an idol, something that we look to to worship. And it's not something that we worship. We don't worship a cross. We just understand what it means. It just has a symbolism. But the symbolism is not what we worship. We worship God. We worship the one God that is attributed to what happened on that day. Um, you know, uh, the best way I can explain it is, like, the cross is actually a pagan symbol. It's not a Christian symbol. It was originally a pagan symbol. And a lot of people don't understand that. And it was actually, it goes as far back as ancient Egypt. They actually had a cross that had, like, that loop in it. And, um, you know, then uh, they continued going forward even the mesopotamians had a cross and there's another um another episode i do where it explains the difference between jesus and tammuz which is one of the mesopotamian people that had a very similar story to jesus kind of like horus has a similar story to jesus so when we look into this and we see that idols are something that we look to and we see as something, we're not worshipping them. It's like a Christmas tree in Jeremiah. It says, do not do that. Do not do Christmas trees because... It doesn't say that word for word, but it says, do not fashion a tree, you know, in the thing. Put silver and gold on it, you know. It's, that was a pagan festival. Um, so, as we know that the cross was originally adapted from, you know, again, the Romans would crucify people on a cross. Um, so it was technically derivated from the Romans, which was derivated from, you know, um, a paganistic, you know, faith which was from the Roman um, gods, which were related to cos uh, cosmo um, cosmology, which or astrology in a way. 
they like looked at the sun and the moon and the stars and um, the different planets and so on. Um, Hebrews 13, 5. Keep your life free from love of, uh, from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. <clears throat> today, and I'm going to get more into this. Today we worship more money than we do anything else. And even some of the preachers and people that are speaking on God's behalf are hugely money-influenced, you know. Um, I'm not going to go on record and say which ones. I'm pretty sure you're all smart enough to know which ones. There's certain people that will take advantage of money of others. There's other people that will take advantage of saying, I need this much money to do this project, or I need this much money to do this. And as we know, God provides. We don't need to be gathering all this kind of stuff. And there's a lot of people that will say, well, God wants us to prosper, and God wants us to do this. And there is a version of prosperity in the Bible, but it's a spiritual prosperity. It's not a material prosperity. Um, in Jonah... Uh, 2 verse 8 those who pay regard to vain idols forsake hope of steadfast love basically saying that you're you're basically giving yourself up from hope and you are giving yourself up from the uh, to the love of God God will love you if you go to him but if you're gonna go to a tree and start praying to you know a tree that has a face um a carved face into it and you're going to pray to it then you're not going to get what you want first john little children keep yourself from idols that's first john 5:21 i mean there's a hundreds and hundreds of idol verses you know there's isaiah 37:14 psalms 115:4 through 8 first chronicles 16 uh, 16 to 26 um, Ezekiel 20 verse 32, Isaiah 30 verse 22, Acts 19 verse 25, Leviticus 19 verse 4, um, 1 Corinthians 10 uh, verse 14, uh, sorry, hiccups, um, 10 verse 14. So, what is the biggest current idol in this world in that? my friends, is actually money. <laughs> a lot of people might disagree with me on that, but it is. Um, I'm going to put something on you, and this is going to weigh kind of heavily for most Americans, but I want you just to keep an open mind about this. If you take a $1 bill, what is the first thing that you know you notice if you are a Christian or, you know, follower of God, you notice the words, in God we trust. And if you look, there's different things in it, and um, it's mainly written in Latin on these things, like, uh, in it, uh, copsis, 
I think that's how you pronounce it, um, which is on, which is above the, uh, the pyramid with the all-seeing eye, um, funny fact is the pyramids are in Egypt, the all-seeing eye was, um, usually attributed to the eye of Horus, um, as you can see, it has a vibrancy, like a sun to it, which is also, you know, attributed to, um, Horus or Ra, um, so, init conceptus, uh, the thing, uh, the Latin phrase above it means, favors our undertakings, or has favored our undertakings, um, novus ordo, uh, secorium. Uh, which is what's underneath the um, the pyramid stands for a new order of the ages is born. Um, a lot of people believe the pyramid is said to be the strength of the nation, um, and God has favored its undertaking. So God is saying, uh, they're saying that the pyramid is the strength of America, and God has favored it. Um, the numbers on the uh, the pyramid and the steps and everything, the Roman numerals, the seventeen seventy six, which was when America was founded. Um, e pluribus unum means one of many. Uh, you see that uh, on the banner that the eagle's holding. You know, they have the 13 stars, 13 arrows, the 13 leaves on the branch with the 13 coins, um, meaning peace, uh, the arrows mean war, um, you know, under the pyramid and everything, you see uh, a word saying the great seal. Um... You know, you see the shield on the eagle, which um, is like an American shield. There's lots of symbolism in there. Um, now, that's not to say that, you know, you can't go to work and you shouldn't... It's not to say that, you know, money is something that is, you know, whatever. Jesus did say... Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God's what is God's. Well, money is not of God. Money is was of Caesar at that time. You know, so the taxation, the collection, all that junk, that was all Caesar. Jesus said, give to God what is God's. And what is God? Well, we're the temple of God. All of us have the temple of God within within us. Um, so, what does that mean? Us being the temple of God, uh, temple of God. Well, this comes from First Corinthians three verse sixteen. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? When you get baptized, when you get saved and baptized, and you enter the sp and the Spirit enters you, you become a new person. You become saved by the grace of God. You believe in something much more than you've ever believed. You know something that you 
never seen, but you can feel. The best way I can always explain to people that say, how can you believe in something that you can't see? You know, something that's not there, you know? Like, like well, how do you know, like, how do you know, like, with wind? You can't see it, but you can feel it. It has a nature to it. It forms in its own way, but it's still there. You know? Um, oxygen. We breathe. And whatever we breathe is invisible. We don't see it, but we know it's there. How do we know it's there, though? You know? Because science says it's there. Because it has some sort of coating to it. Like a periodic table has coating for different elements. How do we know this kind of stuff? And this is where it all comes from. This world was not built by just a mishap. It was designed dynamically. You know? It was designed in a form that only something, something with a creative mentality could inspire. And we look at today, and we see all these superheroes, and all these actors, and celebrities, and all these people that are creating huge influences. We watch like shows like American Idol, and Idol is right there, and now everybody seems to get off course and saying, well, they're just an, an, you know, an idol of a person, you know, somebody to look up to. But we don't even know these people that are going on there. They have their own story. We don't know if they're telling the truth or if they're lying. You know, we follow preachers and, you know, pastors instead of reading our own Bible. I know so many people that I'll have a conversation with. And we'll sit down and we'll talk and they cannot quote one verse. They, they know the basics. They know Ten Commandments. Jesus died for our sins. Do you know anything Jesus said? No. No, I don't know. Like, I didn't, I didn't read it, but I, I know that that's what they say in church. So if you're not respecting the word of God, and you're just listening to it, how do you know what you're listening to is actually the actual word of God? Because then you look at all these different denominations in this world of people that had different opinions of what the Bible meant. You have the Jehovah Witnesses, you have the Mormons, you have, or the Mormons technically have their own book, but you have the Mormons that also go by the King James Bible, you have um, Seventh-day Adventists, you got Baptists, you got Catholics, you got all these different faiths of Christianity. Christianity is just the umbrella term of the faith, and then you have all the denominations under it. But in actuality, what is a Christian? And it's a follower of Christ. And in that, you should be able, when you're saved and you have the Spirit in you, you should be able to read the Word of God, and whether or not you understand it, you pray for clarity. And once you get that clarity, you'll understand what's being revealed to you. I'm a huge believer that the Bible has a specific message to people. 
but every time you read it, it can be a message that will adapt to a situation that you're in. I remember that I went to church with my friend who's an alcoholic. I mean, this guy would get so drunk that when we went to go see a movie together, me, him, and my friend, this is back when, I don't know, I was in my early 20s, we went there, he came with us drunk. We went to Burger King to grab something to eat. I mean, the guy was so drunk that it got to the point where You know, he was high-fiving everybody. The people at the at Burger King were literally looking out the drive through window to make sure he didn't trip over his own feet. We went to the movie theater, and then he ended up going out to talk to his girlfriend for a little bit. And as he was, he decided to walk all the way to the convenience store to grab more alcohol and sneak it in. Then he tells us he got hit by a car on his way back. It was a hit and run, so... You know, he started screaming, we took him to the emergency room, and he was three times the normal alcohol limit. It was it was one of the craziest nights I've ever had. I personally don't drink alcohol, but, you know, um, that's not what I'm trying to get at. The, the whole point that I'm trying to get at is that I took him to church one day, and the pastor that was there was preaching about taking things above God, whether it was money, whether it was drugs or alcohol, and he started crying. Like, I mean, he was bawling his eyes out and everything, and I mean... But he never followed through to keep going to church. And he's still down that same path. And the last time I talked to him, now he has a very serious liver disorder where he needs to get a transplant. So I do hope you guys will pray for him in his time of need. Um... But my point being is that he would always put something above God. He would put his drugs above God. He would put his alcohol above God. He would put his conspiracy theories above God. And I'm not knocking conspiracy theories. I'm saying that he would literally look for conspiracy conspiracy theories to disprove God. He would use conspiracy theories to try to say everything you believe is wrong. The actual understanding to it is that the Bible, everybody would look at Jesus as a person that was like a conspiracy theorist in a way, because he was talking about things that they never would fathom that would come to that time of, during that time. You think about it, in the book of Daniel, when they're talking about the Son of Man approaching the Ancient of Days, and the Ancient of Days is giving him rule over the entire kingdom, you know? And when he's doing that, the Ancient of Days, and then you have, 
you know, the son of man that's taking all of this kingdom from the ancient of days saying, you're worthy, you know, you can have this. And then we see in the Bible, in the New Testament, the son of man comes to earth, you know, the son of God, you know, and he's performing these miracles and that people are seeing these miracles and there's eyewitness testimonies and manuscripts to define it and to prove it's true. And, you know, it, it just, it gets to the point where, is he a conspiracy theorist or is this a real thing? Matthew 6.24, no one can serve two masters for either he will have one and love the other or he will hold on, he'll hold one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon meaning money. You can see that paralleled um, from Matt 24 to Luke 16 verse 13. Um, money has always been a commodity in this world. It will always be a commodity in this world. But it's nothing we need to revel in. It's nothing we need to bathe in. We need to worship God and give to God what is God's. You know... The Egyptians, the Babylonians, the Aztecs, the Mayans, etc., they all made different types of pyramids. Ra and Horus in Egypt was known as a bird god with similarities to Jesus and origins. And today we have many people who grow to love money, fame, and even idolize people over God. And unfortunately today, people look up to celebrities. They look to fortune, they desire, and they want things. They they practice pagan rituals. Some of them go as far as even follow Satanism. But disregard Satan as a deity. Or as Satan. They say, I'm a Satanist, but I don't believe in Satan. You know, then they have Luciferism uh, or Luciferianism or something like that, where it's like a branch off of Satanism, where they do believe in this. They do believe in the devil. I don't understand it, but today we see people with their phones, their computers. We see them following celebrities and politicians. We see them going to them in times of trouble and expecting them to fix everything when they're only human. A lot of them don't even know what's right and what's wrong anymore. They seek all these different people before they seek God. And if they don't seek God then all of this is for nothing. So you have to choose for yourself. Are you going to follow idols? Are you going to want to revel in this material world and just have as much as you want and then die and not, you know, see God? Or are you going to want to get as much as you want out of this life and live happily now? Or are you going to follow God? Remember, Jesus never had much when he came into this world. And he never wanted much. He gave everything and followed everything that his father 
directed him in. And this is where the world today needs to seek the Word of God. You guys need to read the Bible. You guys need to understand the Word. Because if you don't understand the Word, then you're not going to go forward, you know. So I do pray for each and every one of you. I pray for the people in Afghanistan. I pray for everybody that needs God's blessing. I have a friend, um, Brian, that's going through a hard time. Brian, if you're listening to this, I'm praying for you too, buddy. I hope that, you know, God shines a change of luck on your on your behalf because you've been going through so much recently and you got my number if you need anything um to everybody else i pray for you all and i hope all of you will seek god before you will seek anything else Well, God bless you all, and have a great weekend.